Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Age of Empires podcast. I'm your host, known as Lazero, and I'm joined by Boxer Saint. How's it going, Boxer Saint? Hello, doing great. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while, and um, I was I was actually kind of planning maybe to have Matt on the show. I'm just gonna I'm gonna to let you know up front. Uh, but then I'm like, nah, we need to throw in a show in March. We can't have it be in like June at this point. <laughs> yeah, you can't have it like continue on. You know, you know what? You know when you're like planning something, and it's just like. Not nah, this week doesn't work, and then. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting. Well, I was actually thinking about you last week. I was like, "Wow, I where Lazaro went? Like, did he disappear? <laughs> disappear?" Um, well, actually, it's kind of funny that you said last week because we actually happened to have a, a stream week last week, um, and we had the uh, the Dark Lord title in our Discord defended. Um, so I'm gonna uh, shout that out right off the bat. It was a lot of fun because I think every time I go into one of these games, it's like. Okay, maybe like mechanically, you know, my my ability might not be at par uh, with some of the players, but I definitely have enough RTS experience to be like, okay, if you have a standing army, like you better be using it. Otherwise, there's no threat from your opponent right now, and you're just wasting money on the standing army. Um, which which was kind of the big takeaway, I guess, uh, right away from what I was watching. But it was a lot of fun. Um, and actually, we'll have the feudal lord title defended next Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, um, which I believe, is that minus five? I believe that's minus five uh, from 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 the zero time time zone. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, Saturday on here, let me let me get let me get an actual day. Uh, Saturday, April the 2nd at 11 a.m. So that's that's when you can look out for it. Um, the next thing and I'll also be putting everything up on the YouTube. So I'll I'll link that YouTube in here as well. Sort of a long spiel box for saying. I hope that's <laughs> hope that's okay right off the bat. <laughs> no, it's your show. I just live in it. Uh, amazing, amazing. Um, actually, since we're talking, I think we can start off by talking about maybe some of these small community tournaments because I know I, I know it's your Twitch has been active. You've been streaming some small community tournaments, so I wanted you maybe at the beginning of the show to talk about it here, and then we'll kind of move on from there. Yeah. So there's always a lot of community tournaments going on. Uh, mostly you can find those on different discords. Uh, I'll call a few out and maybe we can, I think we could put some in like the show notes. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. You, you just have to send me the links. If you send me the links, they'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll get those links out. AOE2 practice squad is one that I've been participating in. They ran a reverse pick tournament and, uh, the brackets were ELO based and those were pretty, pretty tight ELO based, right? It depends on how many mm-hmm. people sign up. So the idea of that tournament was you pick the, sieves for your opponent and then they can they can play like here's a draft it's like a best of three so they you draft four sieves for your opponent and then your opponent has those to pick from that was a very interesting tournament uh, we had some very good games there i think it's still going on into like a playoff round i got bounced after the swiss round <laughs> but i wasn't we, playing in a tournament though if i may ask because i know it's a little bit of different pressure than just playing standard rank right definitely there was more pressure especially the first couple of games with a Swiss, with a Swiss tournament, you get X number of games anyway. So you get to play a couple of rounds, but yeah, there was a lot of, I felt more pressure than normal than a normal ladder game. So if ladder, if ladder games make you nervous, which they used to make me nervous and they still do to some extent, then playing in a, in an actual tournament will make you even more nervous. There were a few folks that were casting these games as well. So there's also that factor, but not all of the, not all the tournaments, of course, are going to have people lined up to cast them. No, of course, so, of course. So that tournament was organized by Zark, 
and then a fella named Timothy Tastic was doing most of the casting. And they, they run a couple of tournaments. Looks like every quarter. Their next one coming up is a Civ build, Civ Builder tournament. So have you seen Lazero? Have you seen the Civ Builder website? No, I've not. Uh, what does it look like? So you can actually go through and select all of the units like you would a normal tech tree and decide what units you want your sieve to have access to. And each unit costs a certain number of points. And so for this tournament, there's a cap limit of like 250 points. So you build out the the tech trees that you want, and then they have a bunch of sieve bonuses. Some of them are actually in the game, of course, like cheaper farms or, or plus one damage for infantry units for each age. But then some of them aren't in the game. And so you can you can pick a couple of of sieve bonuses, and then you pick your unique unit, and you know you build out an entire sieve, and then at the end it spits out a little JSON file. You can actually take that file to uh, like ageofempires.com and submit it as a mod, and it's immediately available for you to go download, and you can start using your own sieves. Obviously, Ooh. not in ladder games, but you know, <laughs> in in custom. <laughs> custom games that would be quite funny <laughs> just all of a sudden the, the whole ladder just filled with these custom custom game types that that, that would be amusing uh to me at least <laughs> yeah but that was a fun that's their next tournament over at aoe2 practice squad discord and that looked like a fun exercise the other tournament that i played in was called the low elo co-op cup and that's where if you haven't played a co-op game you can get into a a lobby and if you and an ally select the same color then both of you will play that color and will play the same civilization so you've got one person or two people managing one sieve and uh and that was fun we had we had a couple of rounds of that where we played a best of three my only feedback for that tournament now instead of coordinating with one person you're coordinating with three people (laughs) so Mm. (laughs) the, the play times can get difficult and uh I had to play some games at like two in the afternoon and then, uh, and that makes it difficult for me with family, but, but that was interesting. That was organized by ginger beard. You can find him on Twitch streaming quite a bit. And again, we got bounced after the, the first round. So I didn't make it very far there. Oh, for sure. Um, but I mean, even if you didn't make it too, very far, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I feel like you, for the last like month or two, have really been delving into the the community side and, and playing in these tournaments and like having you know, I'm sure you're meeting a lot of people and and then deciding who you actually want to you know keep playing the game with. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, a lot of the people that I played one on one with, I follow up with afterwards, and uh, even even here in this in. Uh, in the ASAP weekly tournaments, I follow up with Pennon that I played the for the first. I don't forget what I challenged. Was it Dark Lord or? I think that's Feudal Lord because Pennon will be the one that will be defending on the Saturday that I mentioned. So he'll be he'll he has the recordings have been sent, and so it will yeah he'll be the one uh, defending his Feudal Lord title. So I keep I keep up with Pennon quite a bit still, and we chat some. So yeah, it's nice to meet meet new people, meet new players. And in addition, just try different modes. I had played one other co-op game before that, and co-op is a fun, a fun style because it's not. You know, usually, you have one person scouting, one person doing the early eco, and then once you get military out, 
you can do the same thing. One person takes over military, one person starts doing production and you got to communicate, you got to call out, Hey, I'm seeing archers. Can you, you know, can you set the eco up for a couple skirms? Um, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take these five villagers and start making forward production buildings. Okay, go ahead, take them. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to try things. That was a lower ELO. I think they capped combined ELO at like 2000 or something, mm-hmm. or maybe 2400 combined, your combined ELO. There's also, they're going to coordinate a mid ELO co-op cup. And I don't know the ranges for that one, but, uh, but if you go to. Send me, uh, send me all those links, uh, yeah. and if possible, if possible today when we're recording and I'll, and I'll have them linked there. So all, all of these links should be underneath in our discord link <laughs> and you can, uh, you can go to all of them, uh, and, and check them out. Um, and it's good. I think it's good to like kind of participate and, and actually find communities. Cause I think age of empires very much is like, there's probably thousands upon thousands of communities that are just not discovered. And what I mean by communities, there's probably even like a group of 20 people who play and have no idea that anything else is happening with the game. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's kind of, that's kind of the nature of a game that's been out for 20 years. Um, so, so yeah, we'll have those linked below. Um, Mark, just saying, any, any kind of final things there you want to say about those things before we uh, continue on here? Uh, the last one is just the league that I'm running. We've got a, we mentioned mm. it briefly, I think, in the past. I've got a 24-player league that we stream a couple times a week. Uh, each player is playing one game every week, and uh, they're coordinated across different ELO brackets. And we're, we're building up to an eight-game season and then a, a pretty crazy playoff round that we're still planning so yeah guys... i saw i saw you're getting some viewership for it too and uh we'll we'll have your twitch linked <laughs> below yeah. as well then <laughs> yeah if you guys drop in there that's been it's been fun you kind of get to fill those players out too and we've got some storylines building that that's Ooh. interesting so i'm sure you'll tell us about fun. it as you're casting eh? yeah um amazing amazing uh i guess speaking of players um the next kind of thing i have on the docket here for today is what I like to call the tale of Hera. Uh, have you been keeping up with the tale of Hera? Just a little bit. You know, some buddies in Discord were, were posting some, I guess it was Twitter, maybe, where Hera yeah. was saying some things here and there. Um, so let me let me just sum it up, all right? So the first thing, and I didn't actually, I, I heard about this on the previous show, but I actually didn't want to bring it up. Um, mostly because it it's... It's not all too relevant, I guess, to, to to Age of Empires. Like, it's kind of like, well, I guess it's relevant. I don't know, uh, but I have I I I don't know how much I'm gonna say or not say. So we'll find out as I continue talking here. Um, let me start with this though. Harry, like at some point, said like, oh, he was gonna stop streaming AOE uh, Age of Empires uh, full th- or like that wouldn't be his like main game. Like he's gonna try League of Legends. He's gonna do a couple other games. And I totally get it. As a streamer, you can you can play whatever games you want. And then it kind of makes sense. He'll probably like start training again before the tournaments. And honestly, like Age of Empires, that's kind of what the cycle's been, right? Like that's just the nature of it. Um, for most people, you you are a semi-pro. You're not a pro, right? You can't just get good at the game to make money. You you kind of have to be a content creator. I, I'm sure we've talked about this to death at this point. So so I totally get that, right? Um, but then more recently, Aaron <laughs> posted on Twitter. He's like, I'm never playing AOE four again. Um, and now. So I, I have some thoughts on this. The first of all is apparently this happened after a subathon. So I imagine he probably played AOE four for a day or two <laughs> or something. Uh, and like, they just kept subbing. So he kept playing or something. Um, but he, he said he's done with the game. Um, 
I, I have some thoughts as to why it could be that AoE 4 perhaps is not a game for, for uh, Hera specifically. Um, I, I have a feeling that AoE 4 is a really good game, but ultimately it's probably a little more casual in, in its nature um, and its ability to kind of forgive things. So players that kind of rely on a lot of mechanical skill and a lot of multitasking have less opportunities to use that to their advantage. Um, what I'm saying by that is is maybe perhaps the strategic level is a little bit harder. Uh, well, maybe not harder, but the more the focus than in AoE 2, where AoE 2, there's just like a million things you kind of have to be doing really, really well, really, really quickly. And sometimes you, you maybe not get that feeling in AoE 4. Perhaps that's the reason. Perhaps it's just a feeling, right? Um, I think there's also something to be said about playing two RTS games that are different but similar. <laughs> um, I think I think he, if if uh, if the games were really really close to each other, then you know it might be easy just to play both. But if they're if they're like really really far apart, it actually might be easy too because then you're like playing a completely different game. But I imagine what happens is like as Harris playing OE4, he's kind of like okay, there's this other game that's very similar to this that I prefer playing, so why am I playing this game? That's that's my feeling. Uh, now, I want to get your take on this boxer scene. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're all, I think most of us feel that way with AoE 4, is we all really like this, for the AoE 2 community, right? There, there are definitely some people that don't play AoE 2, and they only play AoE 4, and they love it, or some that prefer AoE 4 over AoE 2. And I I, like quite a... possibly, I'm going to be honest, like quite possibly Matt, like the, the other co-host of the show. Um, yes, you are a co-host, Boxer City. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've now deemed it official. Um, no. I'll update uh, my Twitter title. Yeah, after the Twitter title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can add our Twitter and say official host for the... Anyway. Uh, I, I'm fine with that. But um, I was going to say that uh, I think Matt, like genuinely, like AOE4 for him is the thing. But here, he, I think the, the, there's another reality to it, right? Um, the the time spent I think is a little different, right? I think AoE four is nice in the sense that you can spend probably less time and always and and like kind of discover the game and only only have like one focus, but you don't feel like you have to like I don't know be perfect with the build every time just because n- like most of the people that you're playing against don't necessarily have that right now. When in AoE two, it's like you have a set build that you've practiced a million times. And to get better, you have to like just perfect that better, and you know. Um, so, I think I think AoE two is probably more of a time sink to to get like really really good at, um, or perhaps the level progression is more apparent. Right, AoE two might be nice for a lot of people because you like as soon as you get start practicing your build, the better your build is, and a lot of times they'll get you ahead in games. So, um, yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, there's definitely probably a lot of things that unless you're playing both games at a high level, which, you know, I, I, Hera is. <laughs> so I, I have to give him that. Um, he probably experiences, like, kind of almost like, what's the, what's the word? Where you, like, feel in your bones? <laughs> uh, that I'm sure sure might annoy him about AoE 4. Yeah, I think, I think the thing we got to remember with Hera, and Hera's <laughs> the most fun to talk about because he's the most... He's the most talkative Right, you don't hear a lot out of Viper. Um, you don't hear a lot out of Doubt. But I'm looking, just looking at Hera's Twitter profile right here. He's he's 22 right now. Um, he's young. He's he's got his little Twitter blue check mark, which is incredible. 
you flick over to Doubt's page. Doubt doesn't have a blue check mark. He's not a blue, blue check Twitter. So Hera, by all accounts, is he's done pretty well for himself for only being 22. But he is also young and emotional and fiery. And, and that's what comes out. So I think he says a lot of the things that most of us feel. And maybe even some of his other players, you know, a Viper or a Doubt. Maybe they're looking at AOE 4 and they're thinking, this is not great. Like AOE two is much better, but they're also looking a little more forward. They're they're older, and they understand there's there's probably a little bit of a game to play right there, right? Like you don't want to upset AOE the four needs to be successful. Yes, like that's yeah. that is the truth. It, if if you want AOE two updates to continue, right? Yeah, like I don't think that AOE four has to be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's unfair. I don't think that's un, that's unfair to say, but. And a Viper and a Doubt might know that, and are, they're not going to get in the way of AOE 4. And, but I, I don't see them, they play it, but I don't see them like championing it, you know, and shouting it from the rooftops. Whereas Hera, he's going to say what's on his mind. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. That's a lot more fun to talk about than Viper saying nothing. Um, and, I, and I think that's something that Hera's going to have to navigate with his, with his, it's the, it's the whole Spider-Man, right? Great power comes great responsibility <laughs> i think he's got a lot of influence and a big platform and he's trying to figure out what he wants to use well, for i mean i think so viper you're talking about specifically here right i i think i think if i'm viper i'm uh i'm not saying anything bad about aoe4 <laughs> uh if you know the pay is nice the bag you know it's all about the bag as they say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that's the other thing. I think Hera, when Hera's doing well at a game, whether it's AOE 4 or League of Legends or AOE 2, when he's doing well, he's very positive. But when he's struggling, it can come, it can, his negativity comes out real quick. Um, and that's just, that's, we all go through that. You know, if I had, if I had Twitter when I was 22, and, you know, I'd probably say a lot of stuff about my job. I was, I was not super happy working at the Walmart or whatever. Um, so it's, it's something that he's, he's obviously growing up with and, uh, things that we didn't have to grow up with. And I don't know, it's just, it's fun to watch him navigate that. And I can't imagine that I would be in a much better situation if I were in his shoes. And I like one thing I would say as well is like the interesting thing about AOE4 is the talent pool is different, right? It's not like an AOE2, I think on any given day, he's top four. Does that make sense? Like relatively. Yeah. And I think the reality is with this game, like if, and I actually did want to bring this up. Um, we had the N4C, which I think we previewed last time. Um, and the results, you know, what were the results here? The uh, three, four, hold on. Give me, give me two seconds here. Uh, da, 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 da. I, just, I just want to double check. Yeah. <laughs> of the players who qualified into the semifinal, right, for that tournament. Can I go even further? Hold on. I want to see how how far I can go. Okay, no. the, the Okay. So the top four players in, in the uh, N4C tournament um, were all former StarCraft players, right? Um, and by the way, he didn't, I don't even think, I don't know if Harry even tried to qualify for this one. Cause I don't see, even see him in the qualifiers, but, um, you know, here are the results. I just wanted to bring up these results now that we have it, but BCQD and Lenok 
which just brings me nostalgia back like you know <laughs> 10 years literally ago um we're in the finals and uh it yeah I, th- I think there's a very different talent pool that's playing iwi for and that's the reality and even the viper's having a little bit of uh trouble uh the viper actually went one four and didn't even qualify out of the group stages of the most recent tournament so um i think a lot of aoe2 players are realizing that it's a different game and it's also on top of that like all these starcraft players or these former starcraft players and when i mean former i mean like eight eight to twelve years ago former players are probably only playing this game they're only streaming this game. They're only playing this game. They're probably playing StarCraft 2, but I, I I imagine the only game they're getting better at is this AoE 4. And why is that? Well, because there's a bunch of money on the line, right? Which is a big thing Hera was saying as well, is like the, the game's kind of living and breathing through the money, and, and there's a certain amount of truth to that, right? A lot of these players are playing this game because there is money to be won, and the competition relative to being the best at a different game is a lot lower, right? Um... But at the same time, it's like you can't both be practicing AoE 2 and AoE 4 and be the best at both of them because they're not the same game. Uh, and I think that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and that's with anything. You know, you, you've got to choose. You only have so much time and so much energy. And so you got to make a choice. And, um, and these guys are going to have to figure that out or, or you're going to see some, some newer players come up in both games, right? You mentioned AoE 4, but there's also some newer names coming up in AoE 2. Not just that are getting stream views, but they're also competing in the tournaments. So, and that's healthy, right? It's healthy to have some turnover there. But, oh, for uh, sure, for sure. I mean, it's nice that EW two scene has the established players because then when they're play against other players, they kind of give the rub, right? Um, but yeah, there, there's there's many things. I just quickly want to mention here while we are on the topic of AoE four, um, there is the Golden League, so that's the kind of the next big thing that is sponsored by Microsoft. Uh, and Surfshark and Aiko, apparently. Uh, but this is the next big AoE 4 tournament, um, and it's going to kind of go in rounds, and it's pretty long. But it starts relatively, pretty much as as we release this episode, and it runs through the end of May, and already I'm seeing all those names that I, that I kind of mentioned in the last tournament, all those former StarCraft players pretty much here. Um, and But you also have Tato, right? You also have uh, Hera It is qualified in this tournament we'll see if he plays <laughs> i imagine he will um but uh yeah you have all those aoe2 players kind of in the mix here so we'll we'll see how that goes that being said it's like as much as he complains there's another reality to it it's like if this is the only current tournament happening right because i'm looking at aoe2 and i don't see any any big tournaments happening for the next little bit right if this is the only tournament with money he's he's kind of forced to play it this this one mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's called the Golden League and uh it'll be um yeah, it'll be I'll, I'll probably sorry, it'll be running for the next uh 2 months or so. So uh there you have it. Uh that's the next kind of big thing on Elite Gaming Channel. So there you go. Um the only AoE 2 tournament that I think is happening and it's it's in like a week from now is the uh Age of Vampires 2 4v4 team tournament so that might be kind of fun uh if you want to get some team games in aoe2 uh so that's that's the only kind of tournament happening but it's a smaller prize pool but i think it'll be a lot of fun and that's happening in a week uh from or april 7th oh it's actually happening from april 7th to uh to may 1st so we'll actually have plenty of time to kind of catch the finals there and i guess you caught up as we get closer uh but yeah that's kind of the tournament news um 
boxer. I I think I this is what I want you to answer for me, okay? Do you right. think that people who haven't played AoE two and started playing AoE four would like AoE four more? If you haven't played AoE two but you have played four, would you like four more? Yeah. Like new newer players. Would you like four more as opposed to like if you did try to? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Exactly, exactly. So someone someone's never played Age of Empires two, and they play Age of Empires four, they they kinda like it, right? Uh and they're playing it and like that's their game, but then they then they try AoE two. Do you think that person would switch to AoE two or do they stay with AoE four? That's a good question. Um I lean towards no. I don't think they'd go to AoE two. Just because it's a steep learning curve, you know? It depends on what you're going there for. If you like the campaigns or something, you might stick around. But if you're trying to play competitively or get on the ladder, I think just getting smashed those first 10 or 12 games on the ladder would turn you off real fast. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at some of the 300 and 400 ELO players who have hundreds and thousands of games, and there's just so many losses in there. It's just like you've, you've got to have some kind of a, a certain mindset to just keep playing and keep trying. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot more sieves. Now the sieves are a lot more similar. Um, but you know, there's some sieves right now that I don't even understand, and I've been playing for almost a year now. So probably, probably not. I think you'd probably stick with AOE four if you're more of just a casual, casual gamer and you and you liked what that had to offer. But if you're if you're going to AOE two because you hear it's more competitive and that's your jam, then I think for sure you'll you'll stick with AOE two over four. And yeah, I mean, I mean that that just makes sense. Um, me personally, I I think my inkling is is, and I think I've mentioned this before, is I'm playing AOE four campaign and I'm playing AOE two multiplayer. That's that's kind of the way I do it. Um, I'm also playing mostly two v two. Like I think for me, it's like a game night that I'll do once or twice a week. Um. Or honestly, with my schedule right now, I'm quite busy. So maybe like once every two weeks sometimes. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my like play and take of the game. Um, I find with AOE two, I think there are more. I think it's a faster paced game, um, and I think there that I haven't realized how much this might affect players, but I think it actually helps players that are a little older, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't mean that in the, like a rude way, but I mean like you are. It it's not just reaction time. It's it's kind of more about strategy, like prep, and uh, and kind of a lot of. Um, it, it's it's it it paces like a more turn based almost right. Like that's kind of how I feel, and I think that just helps players who who just you know your your wrists are not hurting. You know you don't you know. <laughs> you gotta gotta relax how fast you're going, and I think in AoE two, and I think one of the reasons Harry excels so well AoE two is his is multitasking, right? Um, yeah. And I it's it's crazy to me because I I do see some parallels here, literally to Brood War and Starcraft two. I don't know if you've you you've ever played those two games, Boxer, nope. but um, with the original Starcraft, which is Brood War, right? Um, there was a like you had to you had to have like. <laughs> the joke was like you had to have a hundred like actions per minute just to move a worker. <laughs> that's that's the joke. Um, but it, it was like the game was so buggy that you had to 
had an incredible amount of actions per minute and you can just win by not necessarily strategy but just doing more stuff right whoever could do more stuff with like a million glitches in the game which weren't glitches they're actually features because they never patched the game uh you have to just do more stuff and you'd probably win but in starcraft 2 that kind of ceiling for those mechanical things um uh the the uh yeah with, with all those mechanical things um you you kind of sorry I, just, I, just, I lost my train of thought here uh help me out um <laughs> what was i saying here boxer something about pacing of the game pacing of the game yeah so so in in the original starcraft it was like you had to do a million things but then in the newer version like a lot of those things were kind of done for you so it was a little more about strategy a little more about positioning a lot less more about who can do just do a million things more um but then it turned out that like in the end the people who could do more could still probably do better um but it was frustrating in the sense that like stuff died faster but i think it's actually funny because it's not the case with aoe2 and aoe4 right like i think in aoe2 things die a lot faster but it's almost aoe2 is almost a faster game but in the same sense that the units themselves individually matter less um I, I don't know if that makes sense like you at some point how well you kind of expand and reinforce your army is more important than what your army is actually doing sometimes maybe, yeah, maybe like yeah that's that fair? fair micro micro wins early aggression and then macro wins later aggression i think so if if we're in late castle age and i've got 130 vils working you've got 70 then it doesn't matter how much I micro. I'm just going to flood you with skirms or pikes or whatever. Units if you have, I have better units to the units I have, you're just going to win anyway, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, know, that's like, up upgrades, prioritizing upgrades, decision making. Something I've been doing. Talking about APM. Yeah, I've started playing one handed with just my mouse, and I actually put a boxing glove on my left hand, so I literally can't <laughs> touch my keyboard. What is and, this? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a stream gimmick, but it's also... It's 100% a stream gimmick. I just want to see it now. Jeez. Are you going to have to uh, tell, me, tell me where you have these? I want to see you playing this, but what, what, what were you saying? I love it. I love it. It's a great idea. So I'm learning a lot. I actually created a new uh, letter account. I call it Only Mouse. And, so, <laughs> and that's the trick. I put a glove on, only play with the mouse. And I haven't finished my 10 placement games, but I'm, I'm beating players in the 800 to 900 ELO range right now and my current dealer <laughs> with two hands is like 1173 that's the highest i've been that's where i'm at right now so it it's cut down my elo about maybe two to three hundred points but it's really prior showing me like prioritizing decision making is super important because yeah i don't have a lot of the apm i can't click like 30 different positions for my scout to walk across you know around my base but I can click him, you know, once over here, and then I can go back and sort out my villagers. And uh, and when we start getting into feudal, I've got to make some decisions early on about: am I going to make skirms? Am I going to make archers? Am I going to make scouts? And then uh, jumping back and forth to my base to manage my eco, I've got to decide: do I want to stay up front and babysit my feudal aggression, or do I want to go back and manage my eco for a castle age push? And these are things that you don't think about when you're playing AOE two with two hands for me anyway, because I can do so many things. I'm more focused in the moment right now, trying to get my, I don't know what my APM is 150 trying to get my 150 actions in 
Whereas with one hand, with just a mouse, my APM is more like 50. So uh, every little click is is more important at that point. So I say that to say, I agree with you that AOE2, maybe you didn't even say this. I feel like AOE2 has a nice sweet spot where it's kind of fast, it's kind of stressful, but also just having a ton of actions doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win because those actions have to be pointed in the same direction to some kind of strategy or some kind of plan. Otherwise, you know, you might have the whole map visible and you might have a ton of units, but if they're all pikes and I've got archers, then it's GG, <laughs> right? Actually, I can just wipe I, your army. I was going to say as well, and I maybe this can be like uh, one of our last uh, things that we're getting into here, um, but I, and I, I do want this to be a little bit extended. So I actually want to bring up the uh, the few uh, so we have the Dark Lord tournament or show match right like the it's mm-hmm. honestly the way the way the way our tournament the the our like King of the Castle tournament works is kind of like I think of it like WWE you know what I mean you, there's a person with the belt and like people challenge <laughs> that's yeah that's like that's that. how I look at it um, but uh, what I want to mention is one thing that I found is in the in the games that I was watching the player that was challenging. Um, forgive me I, I can't remember the name right now uh i believe is holosol um and uh holosol was ahead in even in some of these games but it kind of felt like someone who had had everything planned out like we're not talking about someone who doesn't know what a build is right ever the whole build everything planned out but once he got to the stage where he was ahead had more town centers <laughs> he didn't know what to do next <laughs> that's what i felt like and I, this is not a slight this is just um that's where it's like you know you no matter how planned out and how mechanically good you can get at that first part you actually have to then put on aggression in a way that's effective and leads to you winning the game and i think i think that's kind of the big gap shall we say the the when you're in the 50 percentile when you're in the middle of the player base i think that'll be the difference is okay can you do a build? Yes, everyone can do a build. Everyone can learn a build eventually. And, you know, I do suggest if you want to just rank out of 400 ELOs, you probably just learn a build and you'll probably just have more stuff and you'll win. But after that, you then have to actually use those units, like aggressive units, in a, in a proficient way, in a way that actually makes the other opponent um, feel the pressure. And I think another big thing is understand if you're actually winning or losing. And I think this is by far the hardest thing in age of empires because in age of empires you can have no army um but if you have three town centers working like you can just plop down 10 stables you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah like probably at some point you can plop down you know 10 archery ranges or 10 stables and you can build enough units and defend probably at those ranks specifically not not higher up and and you just have to realize that that's a possibility um and obviously it's a lot harder when you have when you have to like uh what's the word you know you only have so much apm but i I just like i think i think one thing that i think a lot of players are lacking is that step after you've done the initial build and you've built like let's just say you built a castle really quickly it's like how do you actually win the game right and i think a lot of players aren't quite sure how to do that and i don't know if you've seen this box or seen before yeah i think that's what makes the game great and that's why a year into my new PC, this is still my primary game. And it doesn't get boring to me. 
I'm always progressing. I'm always learning. So much to learn. Jeez. And it, there's so many layers. There's there's the build orders. There's the mechanics. There's the micro. There's the macro. And then once you get all of that done, there's strategy, right? You've got you got to build the right units at the right time. You've got to produce as much as you need to, not more, not less. And then you've got to be able to pivot to a different unit based on what your opponent's doing. And every game, every encounter is different. It's new. And uh, I like I like being mentally challenged and and then I also like being able to like force another person into submission, right? Like you you and I both know that this game is over and you quit before it's even before I even, you know, kill your whole base. Um that's rewarding. I but then also when I you. lose, <laughs> yeah, I'm better than you. But I also I I feel more comfortable that I'm progressing. Like I'm on a winning streak right now. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I prefer to lose so then I can because look at the replay. You know, this is what see. happens. Box was saying, this is what happens when you're on a winning streak, right? Is then when you lose, you're probably about like 50 elo too high. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it's going to be more losses a, a are coming. Tough, <laughs> like you have not learned enough to to really be there, you know? And it's gonna it's gonna hurt uh, before you go back up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid I'm too high right now, and well, yeah, once I hit that wall, I'm gonna drop fast. But I like losing because I can watch the replay, see what they did better than me, and I can learn from it. When I win. I mean, the best I can do is watch the replay, see where they failed, and try to like beat that into myself. Like, don't do that. Like, keep making villagers, or you know, catch this tech switch earlier and respond to it, something like that. And man, this is what I miss so much. Like, that's why if I if I wasn't so extended with my life um, and too many games, perhaps, right? I think that process of of playing a game the games you lose watching them seeing what you can do better and then playing again i mean that's what i absolutely love about rts i think rts is the purest form for this if that makes sense um because with a lot of other games you know maybe if it's a team game it's a lot harder to know exactly what you could have done differently or even sometimes you might do the exact right play right that your position or your thing should have done and you should do that play every time but you know your your teammate in that instance didn't do the right play right um but i think it's so clear you know what i mean like when you watch replays like the better you get the more you understand the more you know like these are stuff i could do differently now obviously you know we all have a talent cap a skill cap right um but the reality is for most of us we're probably not like a we're probably still a decade away from hitting that <laughs> you know like like mm-hmm. we'd have to we'd have to for you to actually hit your own skill gap for most people in a game like as complex as Age of Empires, it's like, okay, do you know how to play every single Civ? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And do you know how to get play against every single Civ as every single Civ? That's already like, like this is basic math, right? But we, how many Civs are in the game? 40? We're almost at 40? Yep. Um, yeah, let's close. just say we're, let's just say we're close to 40, right? I think it's like 30 or something. Um, let's just say we're close to 40, right? So that means you have to, for every single sieve, you have another 40 uh, sieves that you have to know how to play against, right? Now, yes, there might be like better sieves, worse sieves, but the reality is on the ladder, you play whatever you want and the other people play whatever you want. So, But knowing knowing the matchup somewhat will help you, right? Knowing what this sieve does well, what your sieve does well, and what your sieve does poorly and their sieve does poorly does help you. So if I just take 40 times 40, right? That gives me... Uh, Ooh, quick mass. Uh, 160. Am I am I right here? No, a thousand. A thousand six hundred. Is that is that what I'm at? Yes, I am. 
two zeros. Yes, that was a thousand six hundred possible matchups. All right. And then don't even throw in maps. Like, I don't even maps, throw in maps, maps yet. Open right? maps, closed maps. Yeah, multiply it by seven different types of maps. Right? Like, well, this is what we're talking about. Like, this is before I've even stepped to playing the game. Right? This is the possibility. So, um, I think I think that's why it's so wonderful in a game like this. Is there's just so many sieves to learn and so many things you could practice. Like, it's it's never ending. But that's that's the fun part, right? Is like you can like you can play this. And this is why the game has been successful for 20 years. You can play this for another 50 years, right? Um, and maybe maybe you won't be able to keep up mechanically <laughs> in 50 years, um, but there'd be always something new to learn, right? And I think I think that's the special thing about it. Uh, and then everybody likes that. You know, some of the, you look at the 300, 400 ELO players, they just want to play SimCity Age of Empires. And that's fine yeah, too. And they can yeah, play it. Because there's a it's spot a fun SimCity. <laughs> Actually, it's a fun building <laughs> thing, you know, simulator. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's absolutely great. Uh, yeah, any any uh, that's a nice little like discussion question there. Um, I think, yeah, well, we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, I think the AOE AOE four AOE two talks going to continue, but I think a lot of people in the AOE community have kind of decided slowly to go back to aoe2 i think that is the game of their focus i mean i i think we all kind of figure that with aoe4 is released um but i am hoping that they're you know we'll, we'll we do kind of need to see aoe4 succeed or like here's the other you know alternate reality question it's like in a year from now as long like as long as microsoft sees that the expansions are somewhat successful right like our our what is it like ten dollar or something, fifteen dollar expansions are successful every every uh, twice a year. Um, then maybe they'll keep supporting it even even without it. Uh, so that's that's the big thing because I think it's a lot like AOE two has a grassroots community, so I'm very confident in its game continuing on. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens to AOE four. That'll be the big thing that I'll be looking out for. Um, but I do like the campaigns in AOE four. Um, but yeah, like like I said, it's also you know this is this is a tough thing. Boxer saying for me as well is like with the limited time I have, I'd rather play a game I somewhat know how to play. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but like uh, with AOE 4, if I go to play it, there's a lot of just knowledge. It's not necessarily execution, it's just knowledge I need to learn. <laughs> um, just straight, straight, like what does this thing do? And I'm just like, I, my brain is already like too full of other priorities <laughs> to be able to start contemplating that, right? Uh, yeah. So it's nice going to AOE two and just be like, I know this Civ somewhat, so so let me play it. Yeah, I think that's just a part of our our age and our our stage of life. Some people have excess time and energy to do that. There's tons of games in my Steam library that I bought, uh, like War, Warhammer Total War. I love the Total War games. I love the Warhammer franchise. I just don't have the time and energy to go play it. They, and I mean, by all accounts, it's an amazing game, but I just don't have I don't have the energy right now. And I'm gonna be honest. Like, if I if I had one game focus, I probably would play a game like AOE two, right? Um, but by the nature of trying to do like all of the podcasting on the side, right? Um, every game gets a little bit, and you know, uh, I get to be a jack of all trades, master of none, as they say. Uh, so, uh, with that, I think we'll end the show here. Um, not not too too long. Uh, maybe perhaps Box of Saint. Um, I. We're gonna we're gonna keep the uh, AOE history kind of our, our pilot our pilot or experimental show kind of 
in the back pocket. I don't really want to re- release another episode until I like. I feel like I want to do a lot of research and do that show right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, I didn't feel like I did enough for the previous episode. So, so maybe if I ever get a chance to actually like, like do some proper research and then have extra time on my hands, maybe during the summer months or something, um, we'll, yeah. we'll do another one of those. But for the next AOE show that we do together, so whether it is April or May, um, I would like, uh, yeah, if you can come up with maybe some strategic things we want to talk about um maybe specifically like certain certain instances you see like what to do about them maybe like a fast castle how do you counter fast castle that that might be a good one to talk about i I just thought about it but like something simple like that but you see a lot um maybe we can start talking about that because i know we in previous episode we did have like an episode or two where we talked about like standard openings uh and dark dark age feudal age stuff um and we can probably get back to that but maybe maybe more specifically for our next episode we can talk about one or to kind of things you see on ladder and, and how to counter them <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Uh, if you guys can toss some stuff in the discord that you oh, struggle yes. with, please, please do. I think um, I actually have in the discord. So I'll also include that link and, along with all the boxer saints links uh, and it's a switch, right? Cause it's doing that tournament. Um, but if you go into our discord in the general text channels and you go to questions, um, throw in your questions uh there which i am just realizing <laughs> uh all right so we're gonna answer all these questions first because we're a little behind uh on, on some of these questions uh i feel so uh we have to we have to we have to catch all these questions because i i threw those up uh couple months ago and i realized like it actually filled out now a little bit so (laughs) we have some questions but yeah feel free to add questions there it is slow-mo mode though so you only have like one question every six hours the point of it is just drop your one question then go um but uh yeah uh there it is if you have anything for us throw it there and we'll get to it and uh we'll see you uh next time peace